Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the sixth episode of Stranger Things, season four, chapter six, The Dive, written by Curtis Gwynn, directed by Nimrod Antel. I like this episode much more than I did last episode. I gave it a 9.2 out of 10. It feels as if last episode was just a weird character thing and this episode everyone was back to par so i appreciated that before we do jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast stitcher itunes podbean spotify (laughs) amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for stranger things or any other show that i do blackercouch at gmail.com so how do we want to break this up i think i'll go from least favorite story arc to favorite story arc i think that makes sense uh least favorite this week with the exception of the joyce and hopper i think everyone by now six episodes in realize i've not spoken about these characters go to episode one there's a reason for it uh, but things are happening on that front and they're they're still on their mission. Uh, but I really have not been tuning into those scenes. So just talking about our main Hawkins and California crew and a little things in between, particularly with Eleven and Papa back together again. We ha- we start with uh, I'm going to start with the. Uh, california crew mainly because it just wasn't a lot going on other than they finally got the coordinates to nina project and i i I did have some fun with this story arc even though it was the least of my favorite i did not dislike it actively so they end up making their way to Susie's house (laughs) i actually was feeling what argyle was saying when he said his butt was numb that is exactly how i feel when i get out of the car (laughs) in a long drive and i love that will is just like me like this dude is just really wants someone to to co-sign his butt being numb and everyone else is ignoring you but i can't because i have that empathetic soul and i have to at least say yeah okay my butt is kind of numb they get into Susie's, and i must say this was what's that movie with all the kids not brady bunch the the dozen or something like that cheaper by the dozen yeah that's it that what the hell was going on in that house that's what was happening <laughs> talking about they're a, a different kind of free but that's too damn free that's children's services need to show up kind of free argo finds himself a new love interest in eden <laughs> like the garden they can't keep their eyes off each other when they meet she also definitely is the only person trying to keep the chaos from escalating onto the street in this house as she grabbed that one little kid (laughs) the one keeps taking turning off the breaker she put him on a timeout alarm style and uh she calls them all little shits and i rather love her for that they finally do locate Susie, who's on top of the roof and she tells them that after 
after she changed dustin's grade she felt really guilty about it her father noticed and he was very disappointed in her behavior and decided at that point that she is no longer to have her computer and she's also not supposed to be seeing dustin right now so she says i don't even know when i'm going to see my dusty again but she got a photo of him on her bed but uh they are able to put their heads together and get the father distracted so that they can go into his office get the computer and print out the coordinates and it's a success the best part about this entire scene was when they went outside and she was like i think a skunk spray nearby (laughs) and then you just look over at argyle's van and it's just (laughs) fuming smoke and he's in there with eden in their special garden why susie look like she just found a new curricular activity (laughs) now let's go to the to the who do i want to i mean i I think it's a a toss-up between hawkins and l's storyline but i guess let's talk about the one thing we had in the middle so there were a few things first let's talk about the i don't even know what his name is he's from the government he's torturing the guy they captured that was still alive and barely alive because he already took a gut shot and now they are torturing him for information while they're torturing him for information it's clear that they are not the good guys because they also believe in the russian conspiracy i understand it's still that time period and people are only going to be what they are and watching for all mankind i know super much about how america thought at the time during the 70s 80s and really well into the 90s regarding russia and their massive conspiracy on what the fuck they're doing i mean constantly i mean you would think all that damn surveillance would prepare us for uh their their invasion of ukraine you know since they were paying so much fucking attention that is neither here nor there we do know that this person is not in our best interest because on one hand i understand he's saying l this is a pet project that may have gotten off his leash once again he's only privy to so much information but then after knowing that this is a particular project why then would you dismiss the idea that it would be a boogeyman i mean have you not read the fucking reports do how do you reconcile all of this 11 being in the middle of it kind of makes sense but you then have to open your mind to other possibilities well if this is true then a b c d can't not be true which is where i find your your thinking flawed sir so the guy goes back to being tortured in a box and we all know that torture will never get you what you want but this is america America, yes i know america is not the only place that tortured but we only just now fucking got rid of guantanamo bay (laughs) where the stories do not paint a pretty picture let's go to fucking uh jason who i this is just a character born to die i mean he's introduced to die in a very terrible fashion and way for us all to i just 
on one hand i i get that you don't know how to reconcile in your mind what you just saw and the only thing that you can from your religious cult that you have been implanted upon for all this time is that it must be satan so this is how when you start going into the because then everyone's looking like oh that's crazy that you would think it's a satanic cult well what do you think that religions believe <laughs> do you think the this is what they believe they believe that when these evil things they're demons and satan and people sell their souls i mean the whole fucking witchcraft we have a really fucked up history mankind when it comes <laughs> to killing people and mass mobs because we believe something evil or satanic happened because we just don't want to reconcile the idea that forces could be at work without even human intervention if you're just going to go there i I mean i I get it he's fucked in the head i'm supposed to feel empathy for that because he's just been he's been exposed to a lot of trauma recently but so has our team and so has a lot of other people and they don't react in this way i mean people legit live in war war zones and are still living their lives so i can't then look at someone that had one or two bad things happen to them granted terrible things right no one's taking away your feelings but then to gallivate yourself into walking into a town hall fucking meeting where what's up with that sheriff like really i guess he never shared anything with his other people on the team and i understand like i would have thought y'all would have picked up on something though when hopper was around (laughs) like this seems very coincidental every time these other kids seem to be involved it feels as if it's supernatural he's chasing around the thing of it is in this whole town hall ain't no grown-ass motherfucking people gonna let a teenager in his fucking school basketball uniform show up and start speaking on behalf of everyone for once i was with uh the idiot (laughs) i love he's consistent though (laughs) what is his name oh the 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 other detective i feel like there's wayne munson and then there's the the other guy that i always forget his name but he was hysterical during the press conference he had the the thumbs up just a little stupid things and then he's just kind of looking like he couldn't even fake it munson was at least like oh because they go to the crime scene they find mckinney patrick's body he's holding him he had to pull him out like that was his friend i get it i'm not saying i don't i know i'm repeating myself that over and over again i'm not empathizing with him but that is not an excuse and i feel like that is what knee-jerk everyone's response of as well he went through this so does a lot of there's a billion fucking people on the planet if we all just said well they went through they weren't strong enough no at this point when they're not strong enough the adults are supposed to step in and rein him the fuck in won't you do me a favor and master these nuts in your mouth nigga not absolutely and utterly disregard the law and i'm just gonna throw even though it wasn't explicitly said i'm gonna throw some uh i'm gonna read between the lines here because here you have a black sheriff trying to implement the law in a primarily caucasian well-to-do suburb 
and his his uh bodice apparatus as it were is absolutely disregarded for mob justice for vigilante justice in the form of the people going after the person we think is responsible ignoring the law in itself alluring uh ignoring the justice system in itself and ignoring due process that you are innocent until found guilty all of that shit that y'all are so proud of the americans you're sitting on your white lawn you're doing your flags you're doing when it comes to your justification oh it's a satan cult it's they're bad it's they're horrible it's they're they're in a dungeons and dragons club that it's called hellfire club oh spooky it must mean you're 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 with satan and then you have on top of that which is the society we live in right now where you have the media propagandizing it you have people that are in positions of power radicalizing that idea and then when shit goes sideways and south like he was even saying he's like there's are you crazy like i'm pissed there's people out here that are trying to go and hunt down children because whatever you think eddie munson has done he is still a child and all of that has gone out of the window i mean you're attacking you're going after dustin who's a fucking 15 16 year old it all doesn't make sense and it's so quick for one person to get up and convince someone or convince people i love erica standing up like a cult she was like that is a club for nerds and her mother yanked her down she was like just stating the facts but think of how she felt in that moment you know being one of the few black families but then not only that you see the the families that do you see dustin's mom and you see the wheelers and they all are trying to support like oh my god this our children are involved in this and they get to the house and they go searching for them and it's erica who's like i'm sorry to tell you this but they lied to you (laughs) i wondered at that point if erica would because she is the only person i love the little girl saying liar liar pants on fire (laughs) that was hilarious uh she be just around one minute one day she gonna be in it too but no she's enough to be where she is but I would expect for her to to have addressed that with them or maybe because she she knows a lot more than they are going to be privy to like hey what if I told you that they're not maybe that he's not completely wrong because that's the other flip side now speaking out of the other side of my mouth that everybody loves so much <laughs> there is supernatural things going on that's the that's the even though they're absolutely incorrect in how they are addressing the situation the simple fact of it is still remains that there are supernatural things going on it's just not what you think is going on and not only that the government's the one that's keeping it from your ass so technically your issues are with them but i was also with the dad where he said uh what's up with the fbi (laughs) so you don't think our kids are serial killers i didn't say that she's always putting words in my mouth (laughs) some of the little mini dialogue just was really funny in this episode to me but that's where we leave that scene uh it just it's bothersome 
it's going to continue to be bothersome and all i want to see at the end of it and i know you're not supposed to want another child to die but at this point you're just dying from your own mistakes but also i i do feel that empathy because as i stated earlier that where are the responsible people that are stepping in uh the leaders here and and putting a little bit more i understand the fear but putting a little bit more emphasis on what is going on and the fbi should have stepped in out of the shadows i know they're looking for 11 at this point but come on now y'all got three crazy looking for, like how does anyone in the coroner's office explain these fucking deaths because they ain't gonna say this shit happened by a human like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this uh totally that's why that's another little nitpick with me because i do feel eddie probably would be safer in in custody <laughs> even though he has no way to prove himself innocent they're gonna have a shit ton of a hard job proving him guilty in my humble opinion if they really try though because then i'm just every time i say that every fucking time i say that i go back to the justice system sucks and they will prosecute you just based on if they think you did it or not and very little evidence to support i've seen too many crimes like that so i can't sit here and pretend now that that rant is over let's go to finally 11 i think that's where we're gonna go because there's a lot more going on in the other story like arc that i actually really loved but the 11 one i like that she is working with papa to get the answers that she needs even though she feels the trepidation of going back in that suit you know it took my fucking hair i'm still mad about that if she isn't <laughs> and he explains to her and at least he is able to explain to her that hey when a person has a stroke there's a disruption in the signals in their brain and they cannot speak or walk but they are able to eventually speak or walk again by unraveling those uh miss miss uh fired synapses so to speak and thus that is the, his plan is to slowly integrate her with memories because they have a whole library of every interaction that was recorded of her her experience in his lab except he doesn't because some children that have powers can just i don't know turn off the camera i'm really oh um, we'll get to that part in a minute uh she then willingly goes into the the what do you want to call it sensitary sens no deprivation tape thank you deprivation tank to once again try to retrieve these memories even the buried memories that she doesn't want to acknowledge about some truths that she thinks that have occurred and despite uh not brenner is his name brenner no the other guy oh i already forgot his name despite him saying that we should have just told her he's like no she'll find out eventually on her own owens that's his name back in the rainbow room is that what it's called l is playing plinko wanting to land on three she is approached by the orderly whose name i do not know and who i totally believe is number one which would make a whole bunch of sense when you see the age gaps between the children holy shit he had like 17 
they all did no one I, well then how did homegirl survive the massacre is what i would like to know number four number seven i don't remember what her name which one it was uh <laughs> her sister I, I don't know everyone else was more a fan of that story than i ever was other than the first part the first scene was pretty cool and then when we got to know everybody i was like ugh. but moving on from that she is approached by the orderly he says that she's stubborn and he reminds her of someone number one no one knows about number one other than he's gone but he's like look papa don't be telling the truth all the time you remember that woman that came to saw you that was your mama remember what she called you you need to be like him and recall a memory of sadness and anger and you'll become strong <laughs> i'm like oh lord this is vecta trying to turn her out from an early age like, why don't you come and be evil with me even though i felt like he had so many more so many more candidates <laughs> and number 13 whatever the fuck his name is don't be embarrassed it's just a game but the person that looked most disturbed by this interaction was definitely brenner who tries to not allow it to bother him but he is watching and he is seeing they are going to do a test of powers where you need to stay in the circle and number 13 or whatever his name is he's able to knock all 16 out or 15 out with l being last and she recalls that anger and that sadness and she's able to knock the shit out of him being a young youngling and that does not make a uh not ego bruised superpower teen <laughs> so she wins an extra hour in the rainbow room but the orderly had said good luck and brenner did not like that as well so later when we see the orderly he is being electrocuted by prods on the behalf of brenner which unfortunately number 11 sees so that's just gonna make them ever the more especially after what happens to her she goes back you're not supposed to leave the room and unfortunately she did and the group of bullies once again bully her and i'm it, i'm so tired i'm so fucking tired of this tr oh god do they need to have everything bad happen to them and oh that's like that's this is just tort this is torture porn of a person at this point you can't make me believe 11 is a good person having gone all through all of this <laughs> uh and we know that she's killed people before because like i said the blood from the eyes season one you know those people that flipped over in that van i'm pretty sure they didn't live she's killed people uh the the one person orderly that she snapped their, their neck when she tried to escape and then papa just picked her up out of the room she's killed before we know that we don't need to have this continuous cycle of oh 11 can never catch a break it's just i'm i'm getting exhausted on the lenience of that we don't need our hero to be so fuck come from such a tragic place 
that it becomes unbelievable at some point that anything ever could be a light once again even if it is because i found some love with some friends and you saved me i I just (sighs) that's that's why i'm glad i did put it second (laughs) and didn't get first because that was my biggest annoyance with it because they really did have enough and we saw enough earlier that yeah that can lean into the idea that she believes that she killed these people which is what she says when she finally wakes up because she goes into a certain uh, cardiac arrest or whatever and brenner's there like he did good owen's there holding her hand and she's like i know what i did papa i killed them but they know that she didn't kill them they have the tapes to prove it but they need her to understand that she didn't so they're not just going to tell her you didn't kill them (laughs) her long repressed memories or worse he allows her to think that she did in fact kill them to utilize her for his own reason but he sounds so genuine right but of course that's exactly what psychopaths would do (laughs) he would be genuine of look if you can't save us we're, we're all doomed and he could be coming from a really fucked up place and he might feel like this is his uh redemption atonement by trying to give her all the information but he's still being manipulative and thus he isn't atoning he isn't redeeming himself he's just up to the same old tricks just dressing it up in a different type of uh dress that's the only thing i could come up with sorry my brain's not functioning well because i went to sleep at 4 a.m and then i woke up all types of congested (laughs) so i'm still getting the cobwebs out i think that's all we need to say about that story and the last in hawkins we did discuss for the most part what the town was doing but now we can go more into what the children we're doing uh, and the adults so our group find eddie who steals a walkie-talkie from a construction site at first i was like what the hell's happening they meet him by something rock a rock where dustin is leading the way using his compass however they look to be getting lost or there's an argument about where this place is he's like this is a lover's lane and i invented that lover's lane (laughs) keeps on talking about how he's just the the heartthrob of the town and i'm like when take it easy what i adored was the conversation between max and lucas because they went to the they went to where um well they were driving to where eddie was that's when they realized it was a crime scene and that patrick died they are concerned for eddie and that's what starts them looking for him because he reaches out to them on the walkie-talkie he's like don't worry you okay we're good we're coming robin had a whole spiel in the car like i really don't want to see his puppy dog eyes when we tell him you know we don't really have a lot of good news but we have snacks and beers and they tell him he'll be happy that he'll just drink and that'll make him happy and max makes a comment like that's what my mom does and you see lucas kind of absorb that which leads to this later conversation between the two where you know she's talking about um what was she talking about i'm not sure (laughs) oh they better not get us lost or i'm gonna kill them and 
he's upset by the fact that he didn't know patrick very well but he didn't notice that he showed up and he had a black eye and i didn't really i ignored it because i didn't know him so well and he he's feeling like vecna is targeting all the people that are being harmed or being haunted as in max's case and he's like look i i didn't know patrick but i knew you and he says i'm sorry i should have been there for you more and she's she pushes it off like no i'm the one that disappeared and he says no i should have tried harder i should have looked harder but know that i see you nancy and robin become friends as she talks about jonathan and his uh his absence somehow (laughs) this is why you should definitely have called your girl i don't know why the fuck with all them phones y'all passed by y'all could not have made a call to hawkins granted ain't nobody home to answer them damn phones but alas you could have made a phone call two days ago but it's gonna be all like oh this is why you didn't know blah 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 blah. but i've had this whole adventure with a, with the thing and I, uh, do not make another look this is the most played out love triangle i've ever seen in my entire life and i don't care for it whatsoever uh but robin's definitely trying to push it like uh maybe that one that got away maybe that's uh maybe that's you and jonathan are not in great territory and she you, you supposed to be you and steve but uh doesn't seem to be the case yet even though she was staring at him like he was an absolute hot snack fucking right in the pussy steve and the group find eddie they realize that when patrick was killed after he tells them what happened that it was the same it was the same time that they were in vecna's or the krill's home they realize okay if they get into a they find a gate they get into the gate they get into his lair they kill him everyone has different ways of trying to kill him (laughs) i loved uh lucas is the best let's just chop his head off that sounds great he's like a bullet chop his head off uh you know stabbing him he's like is he a vampire do we need is is he like a vampire turns out dustin's compass was not misfunctioning well it was malfunctioning but it's because of a magnetic pole i love that dustin and lucas were like totally in on this and everybody's like yeah what and they realize that means that there is a gate nearby so dustin is gonna find it because it's the best way to help max and eddie so they follow suit once eddie the banished makes the final call they go to lover's lake which can't be a coincidence not only that the station wagon that was found parked was close to lover's lake so the the police officers think that's probably where the children are headed once they get down to the river all of the four teens get into the boat with (laughs) with steve and just intent on not being the babysitter left behind even though there's room for three so the children are left on the bank dustin lucas and max they do have the walkie-talkie they end up going uh to the middle of the lake they decide steve does to go down and look and we saw earlier that he that there was a tendril of vecna's that had eaten eaten a fish 
so we knew they were on the right track now it's concerned i don't i think once you saw the glowing i would have said yep gates here gates totally here i would not have needed to go down and touch it but that's just me as a person steven swims back up and lets them know yep it's here then he's pulled under because i don't know why y'all act like shit don't come out of said gates and nancy of all people is the first one that goes back in after him then there's robin then there's eddie while the children who see the police decide to distract them by making a run for it the 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 commentary on the embankment was hilarious i love this just because i have it's been a while since we've just seen the the two the awkward the same age cast together and <laughs> you have dustin over there like uh no no you have lucas saying oh my gosh why is his chest so hairy and dustin's like i know i told him he needs to shave that shit or trim it and he says that it's uh attractive to the ladies and then max just says let me see those goggles and you think she's just investigating the situation but she's just staring and lucas is giving that double take like what uh oh okay uh, is that is that what it is i'm just gonna you know not be having my pride taken out at all then he tells them guys 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 if there's a gate down there it's watergate <laughs> all right so y'all just seen that corny ass shit dustin of course is the one that trips and falls <laughs> and gets them all busted by the popo but technically they didn't even really want to bust them they just really wanted to protect them so they have no idea that there's a mob trying to hunt them down <laughs> so it probably is for the best that these children and they'll probably be reunited with erica because I'm, I'm glad she was in this episode but i need more of her sass and her sauce and i do know she does eventually link up with her brother and max so i am giddy up for this what else uh i think this episode ends with steve being attacked by some winged creatures and i'm not concerned whatsoever because the rest of the scooby gang will be here soon to save his life something strange in your neighborhood who you gonna call we do have feedback for episode six so let's hop into the mailbag what up stina it's mimi this is feedback for um stranger things episode six which uh, i just discovered is the penultimate episode of season four i didn't realize it was only seven so um i'm glad i had i had a chance to rewatch. i was watching um five and six like back to back and i was so confused um so i had to rewatch six because i was like some some something is like i'm not understanding anything and i realized why i was so confused because it was they had 11 in her like adult form like her adult body 
but she was in like a mindscape, I guess. She was like her younger self. And I was confused on what was happening. I'm like, so did he like restart another group of kids? Like what is happening? I thought she killed all the kids. How did they even give him powers in the first place? Did he do it again? And then after rewatching it, I figured out what happened. So um, it was her being like going back in time, trying to figure out if she can get her powers back. So I, I get it now. Um, um, this, I, I don't think these last two episodes were like super, super interesting until closer to the end. Um, but the first thing I like, I have a bone to pick with whoever wrote this. Um, because I find it extremely hard to believe that a teenage boy in high school can route can get a whole town riled up about the devil now maybe if he was a minister and he was a little bit older maybe I could believe this far-fetched story and the fact that he got up in the town hall and just started talking and then the sheriff gonna wait till the absolute end and say don't you don't you better be quiet I'm gonna need y'all to arrest his ass make him be quiet and y'all not gonna just y'all not gonna stop stop the motherfuckers from leaving y'all y'all are the worst police officers i've ever seen like seriously like the whole thing just irritated the shit out of me watching it was frustrating and i think it bothers me even more that the captain of the basketball team on this show is like five foot four and not even attractive he bothers me a lot um they could have got a better actor he's not a good actor he's not attractive he's not tall like how did he get this job y'all must have had some slim pickings y'all picked some of the best kid actors on this planet for this show and y'all pick him like what was his appeal nothing about him is spectacular the whole his whole character just didn't be thrown away can't stand him darren's like well you you need a, a human villain i was like he's not even a villain he's a menace way they just sent him off with half the information and let him go look for Eddie now they're letting him rile up the whole town and what is going on with Mike and Nancy's and you know Lucas and all them parents like I'm not gonna sit here in this town hall meeting and let y'all call my kids some devil worshippers I know y'all know y'all kids be playing this damn Dungeons and Dragons I'm like hold up it's a daggone game y'all not gonna be sitting here dragging my kids name through the mud y'all don't if y'all don't know what it is just say that don't be don't be lying about my children like the fact that nobody said anything but erica (laughs) pissed me off too like i just i have a lot of things going on with this episode that bothered me it also bothered me that now i guess nancy's in charge who approved that because i know i didn't she annoys the shit out of me too and i think it's probably just because of she's just hard to to watch um just because she's so skinny but um so we got the town folks going in looking like some fucking idiots now we just need to watch them with their pitchforks and go through the town burning people and everybody in that picture that plays dungeons and dragons including dustin lucas and freaking mike (sighs) mike ain't even there this is fucking ridiculous 
what else um now i guess we can i'm just gonna briefly talk about <sighs> sorry i'm outside <laughs> i just needed to try and exercise i'm walking my dog so you just you're gonna hear some noises <laughs> crickets and cars passing by but i just briefly want to talk about um what's going on in russia because that whole thing is annoying how hopper saying he about to even if you do kill the demogorgon how are you supposed to get the fuck out of there are you gonna unleash him and let him kill everybody i'm i'm just this plot is so annoying and the fact that murray as paranoid as he is drank coffee from someone he didn't trust i find that hard to believe therefore i find it very hard to believe that they should even be in this position and i can promise you if it come down to me being a prisoner or me dying we both about to die because i promise you it's like look here here's what's gonna happen chained or not you gonna you gonna you gonna let me go you're not about to enlist me to be a prisoner to the kgb i would have taken all of us to hell that me the plane murray all of us about to die and that would have been the end of me if i was joyce but i know that's pretty <laughs> pretty dark but i'm just keeping it real but then they do get a hold of the plane and then they crash and they just got some scrapes okay this whole storyline is fucking annoying the shit out of me because it's so fucking unrealistic they could have done a little bit of things to make it seem like it's plausible it's absolutely asinine so i don't even like it i usually just fast forward or stop paying attention and that's usually how i get confused because i i lose like I, my eyes glaze over when it comes to the russia stuff and then i i'm not paying attention when other things happen um so that shit's annoying the crap out of me um and now we have the um california folks who look for susie that whole household is a menace how you have so many kids that you don't even realize that you got four grown boys in your house that ain't yours the way susie and the boys just ran down the stairs and nobody noticed a mess and that little boy wasn't in cornelius he need ass open <laughs> he was dirty <laughs> turning off the lights hitting people with arrows everything about him was just a tragic it was just a hot mess i it was funny but also a mess all at the same time um i feel like i mean susie did what she needed to do i guess they're going to nevada so we're not gonna see them go back to um they're all not all gonna meet i guess i guess it makes sense to go get um l because they think she's (laughs) just chilling getting her powers back at some type of spa this would be great <laughs> um and now let's get to our friends dustin lucas max i know normally i don't ship anybody but i gotta say max and lucas are cute as hell i can't even with them they warm my heart because they're such a mature couple it's too cute um dustin is <laughs> really need to get his life together he made me so sick he was just so unbelievably butthurt that he was wrong about the compass that he had to i mean granted he was right but he just couldn't fathom that he was wrong (laughs) and it led them to find that um hole at the bottom of the lake that is actually a gate where my man steve got sucked in he was really fighting for his life i was proud of him this fucking him up though nancy jumped in i don't know what her skinny ass is gonna do but hopefully 
she can catch him by surprise and her and um, Steve can run away or I don't know what she plan on doing. They're going to eat her fucking alive. I don't know how she's supposed to help. She weighs six pounds. Um, but I refuse to believe that he's dead. I refuse to believe that he's not going to get away. I refuse to believe that now that Nancy and what's the other girl's name? Whatever the lesbian girl's name is, I forget. Um, jumped in and it looks like Eddie old pussy ass. Like I'm here's another one getting on my nerve. Like, look at what you've seen, sir. Like at this point, you need to chase what they're chasing. Like, if you don't wanna if you're so scared that you rather sit here and go to jail, just turn yourself in. What are we fighting for? Jump in this water with the rest of us, you fucking pussy. Like, dude, we're fighting for our life out here. Get with it. What is wrong with you? He was such a... He's like, fine. Like, oh my God. It's either follow follow this demon and figure out what's going on or go to jail and get sentenced to a crime you didn't do. You'd be right next to that other guy who's in that mental institution. Like, those are your options. So pick one. Um, let me see. And then I guess the last thing I want to talk about is L because um, that... Oh, what the heck? Um, I guess, I don't know. I didn't think he was an orderly, but maybe that's what they called him back then. I thought he was like an assistant. Like, um, he seemed to like know a lot of their like mental, like their behavior modification program, like plans and stuff like that. So I feel like he was more than an orderly, but I don't really know what back then orderly's jobs were, what even an orderly is. So maybe that's what they called him. But... We saw um, him getting tasered <laughs> and dragged out of there. Um, I'm assuming the doctor didn't like what he said to Elle. Um, clearly, he's doing stuff he doesn't supposed to. But that actor, whenever I see him in anything, I just immediately don't trust him. He looks like Satan, looks like a demon. He looks like a devil. I never can think of him as a good guy. And it's not his fault. That's what his face looks like. Not saying it's right, it just is. So I immediately distrust him, but maybe he knows more than he's saying because he was really on um L's side. So I can't wait till this last episode. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I send this. So we'll see what goes down. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I agree with pretty much every I would think we are pretty much same aligned on things that are unfolding. I too have not paid any attention to the choice in Hopper storyline. True that the black people are kind of understood not standing up, but that is my child that you're talking about. So no, I would be definitely like them all just looking at each other like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? I get that you're outnumbered, but come on call the police stations call the call the because she said i'm calling the police call everybody and a mama okay call the news crews call the fbi start calling your councilmen's because clearly things are getting out of hand when mob justice starts to take over for the police other people need to be brought in to bring uh order to the scene okay uh but i didn't even think about that the fact that they were very very quiet on the fact that their children were being accused of being cult members yes nancy being in charge isn't great i kind of was with like who put you in charge and robin said i did well robin you just got here 
You're not allowed either. <laughs> Facts about Eddie. They're fighting for you, so I need you to stop being weak sauce. And they asked you before they even, like, I don't like that. I'm, like, you, you knew they were going to go find the gate. They said they were going to go inside the upside down. Why the fuck did you not think this was a part of it? I think they just do silly things like that just to, ugh. It is very irritating. And dude, the orderly guy, he just has like the guy in the expanse. I forgot what his name is. There, that, that typecast villain. That's exactly what he is. And I'm just saying orderly. I honestly don't know. I just, that's how I feel about those people in whites. Uh, <laughs> might be an outdated term. So I have, I have no idea if you want to, uh, if you say that's otherwise, I will just believe you. Cause I just, that was just a term I latched on to uh but i believe yeah you did already watch the finale so i will be getting to that tomorrow uh because i'm going to try to do vikings and catch up on southland today and uh westworld also comes out tonight and i'm totally watching that as soon as it comes out so if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.